Good morning and welcome to another daily live webcast called GenCast, a live show that happens Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern here on YFELive.com. You're watching another Members Only Monday where we showcase young female entrepreneurs. Today's guest is Anna Havitt of AnnaHavitt.com. She goes by the phrase or the... Um, the summary or overview of your girlfriend's favorite fashion designer, which I love. And I'm so, so excited to talk to her because I've been admiring her designs now for some time over Instagram. So let's go ahead and bring her straight on. Anna, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit. I, we were just talking before we got started that you're out in Chicago um, and you're a designer. Uh, apart from that, <laughs> who is Anna Havitt? What do you do? Where, what's your background? Tell us more about yourself. Well, I'm originally from North Dakota. Um, I've been in Chicago oh my 10 goodness, years. North Dakota, really? <laughs> yes, I am a North Dakotan. There's few of us, but That's we're so out funny. there. <laughs> um, I went to the School of the Art Institute here in Chicago. I now teach at the Art Institute. Um, I've always been into fashion ever since I was little. I was very lucky to know what I wanted to do since I was 10 years old. Um, yeah, it's been great. And then I worked corporate out of college and got laid off because of the poor economy and kind of fell into entrepreneurship and fell into starting my own fashion line. Wow. So you went to fashion school. Now, were they, was that helpful at all as far as uh, entrepreneurship goes? Is that something that they preach or is it something that is more of let me help you get a job with a, a well-known designer after school? Well, I went to the School of the Art Institute, which is very conceptually based. So we don't have a lot of classes on corporate structure. So in that aspect, it definitely lend itself towards entrepreneurship and being an independent artist. But at the same time, we also didn't have marketing classes or finance classes, so I had to learn a lot of that on my own. So what sets you apart from other designers? Because I mean, I have it here on the screen. I wanna show some people some of your work. It's really, really, uh, anything that makes a casual type of an outfit that looks more, or feels more comfortable, that makes it look trendy, and um, I don't know, something that will catch someone's eye, always excites me. So where do you draw your inspiration from? Well, I get it in a lot of different ways. Number one is the fabric. Like I never really thought that I would specialize in sweatshirts. Like that seems so <laughs> strange. When I would tell people that I make sweatshirts, I'm like, I promise they're not like boring zip up hoodies. They're like cool, beautifully draped sweatshirts. And um, when I came out with my first collection, I had a sweatshirt in there and people went crazy over it. And um, that's kind of how I fell into using like comfort fabrics and fleeces. Um, but then, like I said, I went to the Art Institute, which is very conceptual based. So a lot of my designs come from draping on the dress form. Um, and then the final items I pick are always based on the customer. Like I'm always taking time to know what the customer wants, what they prefer, what sells better. And that definitely lends itself to what I put out. And who is your customer? Because I mean, here we see there's both men and women's uh, wear. I specialize in women's for the most part. Um, mostly, I would say 20 to 35 year old women, uh, just because that's my age range. I tend to design things I want to wear. Um, but it can definitely extend much older or much younger, depending on the customer. Um, and then I have tons of um, men constantly telling me, like, make this in a men's version, which I do once in a while. But um, as of now, women's is my main focus. And how do they find you? Because I'm looking at your website now. Do you sell online? Do you sell through retailers? What does that look like? 
Um, I sell a lot through my website. I also sell on karmaloop.com, which is a big streetwear website, which is really cool because they sell internationally. So they sell my garments to Australia and Saudi Arabia and Spain. Oh my it's, gosh. I know. It's How so fun. crazy. Um, and then I sell to eight stores here in Chicago. Wow. And you said it's Karma Loop. Yep, karmaloop.com. Interesting. All right. So how do people find out about the Anna Havitt brand? I mean, is that something that you've put a lot of time and effort into? Because I love the the little heart and the and the O, and I love every everything that you put out there. I'm always impressed by brands that are um, very streamlined, that everything just makes sense. So how much effort do you put into the branding? Um, well, the branding is kind of me in a way. Um, I've developed a big social networking um, following because I I kind of put a little bit of myself in there too because I am the face of the brand and because it is my name. I like to share with people who I am as a business owner um, and the behind the scenes. People are really interested in like me cutting fabric or me sewing <laughs> samples. To me, it's just every day, but like people are really into it. Um, I, so- I am. I'm one of those people. I love <laughs> seeing you on top of the table. I think there's a picture recently that you took and you're sewing or you're cutting something. Yeah, yeah. it's right here. Yeah, that's just like my regular day. Um, But, you know, it is very interesting to people to see like, you know, working hands on. And that's part of my brand is about um, making people feel or making women especially feel comfortable physically, um, comfortable because of my flattering silhouettes. And then also hopefully inspired um, by a female owned business that produces in Chicago. Now, how is Chicago as far as entrepreneurial, uh, the ecosystem goes? Is that something that you're you're involved with? Are you, do you go to networking events or um, you spoke at TEDx mm-hmm. and was that in Chicago? Nope, that was actually in North Dakota. <laughs> um, I know, random. Um, well, in Chicago, there's definitely an entrepreneurial scene, especially in the arts community, which I'm very into. Um, I network with a lot of photographers and models, graphic designers. Uh, when I started my business, I did a lot of trading with them just because we were all so poor and we had to be able to like <laughs> make these things and we'd barter. Um, but as far, and there's a lot of tech entrepreneurship um, in Chicago. I personally haven't gotten involved in a lot because I haven't found a lot of like legitimate programs. And that's why I was excited to find you guys and see like a network of young female entrepreneurs to like look up to and talk to. So I think you guys are so great. Oh, thank you. So, well, on, on the same subject of networking, Fashion Week was happening in New York City. So how much pressure do you feel like you have to be part of that fashion community and be presenting at things like that? Is that something that is, uh, again, a priority for you? It is not. At, at the beginning, it was. Um, five years ago when I started my company and I didn't know much about it, it was all about like looks and showing off my brand and this and that. And the more I get into the apparel design, um, it's really about selling clothes. I mean, I could do a, sh- a show at Fashion Week and spend $20,000. But if it's not going to sell me clothes, it's not worth it. It's better to take that twenty grand and invest it in a trade show or get a sales rep. Um, so, like, the more I learn about this this apparel business, um, the more I realize like to stay away from some of the superficialities that surround fashion because you can get caught up in that, um, and that's not what's going to make you money in the end. And in the end of the day, like, I'm doing this as a business so that people wear my art, but then I can also pay my bills and hopefully, like, one day grow it even bigger. (laughs) I like that you say it's about your art, but you also need to pay your bills. I think that's a common frustration or common um, 
uh, are, you know, like stuck point that a lot of young female entrepreneurs get into. So how do you get past that point where you're trying to be this artist and designing? Do you have like a system put in place, people around you that help you actually focus on bringing money in? Or is that something you've just had to kind of work with or evolve into? It's kind of what I've had to learn, um, you know, through asking other designers lots of questions, talking to my accountant a lot, working with my different stores. Um, it's just kind of figuring out what works best and who your customer is. Because my customer is very different from like a couture dress designer. He ha- he or she has to find individual clients. For me, it's like I make all these clothes and then I ship them out to stores and I put them in different venues and I have events and then eventually they kind of they sell I kind of like reroute you have to be very flexible to reroute in order to figure out where your sales are kind of going to come from so last night blog a lot blog a lot I think this is how you say her name <laughs> Cassie Ho she's this youtuber have you ever heard of her Anna I haven't. So she has this millions and millions of followers uh, type of a following. And she recently was scammed by someone. There was a a minor in the Boston area. She's out in Los Angeles. This minor contacted about 50 large companies. She wrote a a blog post about this recently, Cassie did. And uh, the minor got a ton of free products from people that are creating yoga wear, all sorts of fitness type apparel that Cassie might review. And she said, in exchange for this apparel, I'm going to review it. She gave them a fake address, said, my name is Taylor, but that's my fake name, you know, to keep privacy, blah, blah, blah. So anyway, as someone that is creating apparel, do you work with bloggers? And if so, what is that process for getting your name out there in the media, whether it's in like mainstream press or it's just with the other bloggers? Um, you know, I don't do a lot with bloggers. I'm not, I personally am not a big blog reader, so I've never really fallen into that. But I absolutely have had like PR people suggest to me, oh, send this blogger something, send that person something. Um, and the other thing is like my my clothes aren't very like, red carpet so I'm not celebrity based either. Um, For me it's really more word of mouth. It's like actual customers buying my clothes and telling their friends and them telling their friends Um, and a lot through social media more than blogs. Um, I have been featured on High Snobette which is a women's streetwear brand uh, or streetwear blog that's really popular. Um, But even then I didn't see a lot of sales directly through it. Um, So I haven't really I don't have a lot of experience as so, far as bloggers. And that's why I love your girlfriend's favorite fashion designer. How did you come up with that? I don't know. I, I really don't know how I came up with that. Yeah. I, that's it was so years smart. ago. Because that's exactly like what you're saying is that your girlfriend would wear something like that and now you're going to wear it because it's so cute and comfortable. So, Anna, what <laughs> advice would you give to another designer that's interested in getting started? Um, I would say, you know, as everyone knows, the fashion arena is very, very competitive. Um but it's 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 very worthwhile as well. Like for me as an artist, seeing women wear my clothes is the most amazing thing ever to me. Um, so my advice is like really, really love it if you're going to go into it because um, it's a lot of hard work and it's not a lot of money at first. Um, but if it's what you love to do, get yourself out there, um, do a lot of self-promoting, and then people will come to you. And then Anna, I have to ask, do you do your own Instagram or have you hired someone to do this? No, I actually, I do all of my marketing on my own. Wow. Well, and I love how you showcase the women that are wearing, like real women that are wearing your stuff that I'm, I'm assuming they're putting it on Instagram and you're regramming it. Yep. That's exactly what I'm I doing. I think it's so smart. You can actually see real people going out on dates with it. It's a good yeah. idea. So Anna, you recently, like I said, you gave the TED Talk uh, and it was on uh, millennials and entrepreneurship, right? 
Yes. So what? where do you think that's heading? Uh, do you think that there's going to be more support as far as young people goes? Do you see more people going into entrepreneurship? I mean, what was the general take in that TED Talk? Well, I was talking about how, um, you know, a lot of people in their 20s and early 30s right now grew up in a generation um, with the internet. So we're like super communicative. We're very network-based. Um, and then we also had to deal with the recession. So we've gotten stuck into this weird thing where we don't have a job, but we have all these networking connections. Um, and I see people all around me, especially women and female artists, just kind of developing their own companies with no prior experience um, and having to figure it out really quickly. And I, I see a lot more of that um, because people of our generation like schedule flexibility. Uh, we like being our own boss. Um, and so I think eventually the support will come once we prove ourselves to be worthy entrepreneurs. Um, and I'm really excited to kind of see all the different businesses that pop up to fill this void that the recession has created. Well, is this something that you feel like you're, as far as a designer goes, do you feel like there's a number of young female entrepreneurs that are out there that are doing something similar to you? Or do you still feel like it's it's you out in, in the wilderness all by yourself? I, that's a good question. I kind of I feel a little alone, to be honest. Um, I know a lot of people who try it, and they they might not have the business skills. They might not be left and right brained, um, or you know, some people don't want to put in the work. I mean, as you guys know, like being an entrepreneur is a lot of work, um, and yeah. so like you know, living in that space, um, I think a lot of people also don't know it's an option. Like I didn't grow up thinking like, oh, I'm going to be a business owner. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Like that wasn't one of the boxes I checked as far as possible careers. So I think um, hopefully more young women will see that it is an opportunity for them and will prove that they can do it. And then um, for me personally, I've had you know issues with credit and funding and cash flow because I don't have a lot of collateral. Um, so like hopefully that there will be more programs implemented to help us with that as well. And I love the fact that you brought up that as a young woman, you didn't know that this was something that was possible. So what made you actually get started then? Because there's the idea out there that if we don't know it's possible, if we don't see it, if we don't have that role model, that it's less likely that we'll be successful at it. So mm. what made you actually take the jump and start something and not only just start it, but really persevere and push through those, those humps, like you were saying, the credit and that type of a thing that got you to be successful? Well, in 2008, I was laid off from my corporate job and I could not find a job. I applied to countless jobs and didn't even get callbacks. And so it got to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this myself. Um, and it was super scary. And I had a huge fear of failure. Um, but once I decided to do it, I was like, okay, I'm doing this 100%. Um, and luckily, right off the bat, I had a really strong um, support system through friends and family, but also through my social media, you know, posting, you know, things about me trying to start this business and, you know, all my designs. People were so supportive online. And I had this, like, support system of people I didn't even know personally encouraging me to do it. Um, and so, like, once I started, I just never went back. And I've developed this company, and now I, I've kind of fallen into developing another company that's um, standardized test tutoring. So I now own two businesses that I just kind of fell oh into. <laughs> that's awesome. And Chicago's hottest 30 under 30? <laughs> when I, that's awesome. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was very cool. Um, I think it was last year, Refinery29 picked me as um, one of Chicago's 
top 30 under 30, which oh. is super cool. Congratulations on that. Congratulations on everything, Anna. I've been having so much fun following you on Instagram. If if people aren't following you already, uh, where can they find you? Um, it's just my name, Anna Hovet, A-N-N-A-H-O-V-E-T, on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Awesome. Anna, thank you so much for joining us this morning, and I hope the weather gets better for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. So, everyone, you've just been watching Anna Hova of AnnaHova.com. Uh, check her out definitely follow her on instagram you know how much yfe loves to play on instagram and she's one of my favorites so again make sure that you like her thank you so much for watching the daily live webcast called gencast i've been your host jennifer dono tweet me at jennifer dono use the hashtag gencast and comment below this if you're watching later make sure that you sign up for our mailing list at yfe.me forward slash mail that to keep up on everything young female entrepreneurs otherwise happy members only monday thanks guys